Nom Nom delivers fresh food with whole ingredients, backed by veterinarian science. Science tells us that a dog's health starts in the bowl. So, improving their diet is one of the best ways to help them live a long and happy life. Nom Nom's food is full of proteins your dog loves and the vitamins and nutrients they need to thrive. All you have to do is order, pour, and serve. Ready to make the switch to fresh? Order Nom Nom today. Go to https colon slash slash trinom.com forward slash curveball and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's https colon slash slash t-r-y-n-o-m dot com forward slash curveball. Plus, Nom Nom comes with a money back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by engineer by day, author and singer and songwriter by night, Pascal Dennis. Pascal is a man of many passions. He has written five business novels and a book of poetry. And as I said, he's a singer-songwriter, so we're going to be talking to him about his career and everything that he's up to. So, Pascal, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it, Curtis. Thank you very much. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I, I've got kind of an unusual background. Uh, my parents were, um, uh, now nowadays they call them refugees, but Back when they uh, came to North America, they were called uh, displaced persons, DPs, <laughs> and um, they barely escaped the, the horrible wars of the mid uh, 20th century. And they arrived in in North America. Our, our family is in uh, Cincinnati and in Toronto, Canada. Ours is the northern portion of the family, and uh, you know they were desperately poor and. Um, they they took whatever work they could get and um my dad was a dishwasher at uh, grossman's tavern which is a famous uh r&b uh <laughs> um bar in toronto here my mom worked as a as a garment worker and um and you know they saved their their pennies and they finally opened a little family diner which um, i worked at from the age of eight now music was always part of our part of our family my my granddad even though there was war and famine and depression and political extremism, he he played the mandolin and he and he sang in the in the the church. So I was introduced to music at a very young age. Um, but um, my my early years were tough because there was a lot of poverty and a lot of mental illness in my family, and um, I survived. You know, thanks to really compassionate uh, <laughs> strangers, and I have great respect for um the healing arts you know for psychiatrists psychologists priests um 
And um, I, so I came to terms with my childhood. And one of the ways I came to terms with it was through music. I had bands all through my 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 early years. Um, and um, that's where I met our producer, David Logan, who is uh, a genius of a producer at a Berkeley School of Music in Boston. And, and he really liked my songs. So we put a band together way back when, when we were both young and foolish. And uh, I wasn't very good. <laughs> David was great. I wasn't very good. So our, our, we made a record. It went nowhere. So David went to Hollywood of all places, and he became a, a big-time producer in TV shows, like he was on the Sex and the City. And me, I had uh, to make a living, so I, I went to engineering school. <laughs> and um, I, started a, I started a little business, and I started a family. But I kept playing and I kept writing and I, I kept, uh, you know, a little band together and because I couldn't stop. It was how I, I dealt with my, my life. Anyhow, um, about uh, th three years ago, actually, just with the start of the pandemic, I suddenly had, like a lot of people, a lot of a lot more free time. So I took out all the songs that I'd written and I started to polish them. And something weird happened. Curtis, I got way, way better real, real quick. And I, I'm not sure how that happened i i think the gods decided okay that guy over there we're gonna we're gonna you know hit him with something with a lightning bolt and so i i just started writing all these songs and i i called up my old friend david who was is now teaching composition in europe in the oldest music school in europe in rome santa cecilia and i said david I don't know what's happened, man, but my writing's gotten a lot better. And he said, all right, let's 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 hear some of them. So I I recorded some stuff, sent them to him, and he said, holy cow, you've gotten a lot better, man. <laughs> let's put a band together. And we did. Um, and and then we've been putting out a record every year and a string of sig singles in the, the, the genres and styles that we like. And we've, we've got a really solid band, and it's the best young players uh in europe basically david's students so he picks the best students and and they really love to play in our band because i write um the styles i love so it's kind of retro or alt so i love um r&b you know little walter um uh jimmy reed and, and all those fantastic players i love classic country i love jazz and uh show tunes i love um rock and roll so i write the songs that i love and the band they translate them because they're all young men and women and they didn't grow up with this stuff but they heard about it and they study it in school so they say to me what this tune man how should i play it and i said well it's kind of like a like a 1954 little walter uh a groove you know and we want that kind of raw sound and they'll listen to the link i said and they go hey man little walter's great i said yeah he is and he said okay well this is what i'm going to do with this guitar part and it's fantastic but it's fresh you know so it's retro with uh, a modern spin and um that's how i got here it's kind of a bizarre story but but there it is absolutely it, it might be uh bizarre but it's definitely amazing so <laughs> So tell us about the author side of you, you know, five business novels and a book of poetry. How did you uh, get into that and kind of tell us about your novels and your poetry and where we can get them? Um, well, my um, all, all my stuff is available on on Amazon. So if you go to my author page, 
just put in my name um, and you'll find the books there. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, I studied engineering and, and I, I was lucky enough to be hired by Toyota Motor Company. And I spent, uh, you know, basically the 1990s there as a young engineer and manager. And I I had a lot of really deeply emotional um, experiences there because um, the, the Toyota system really touches the heart. It's about respect for people and consideration for the community. And um, I had intense experiences with uh, what the Japanese call senseis. These are teachers, mentors. And back then, um, the uh, uh, Toyota sent their best and brightest teachers abroad to America and Canada, say, and you know, all over Asia and Europe to teach us this new way of managing. And so what I try to do in my books is um, translate it um, for contemporary managers. So it's a way of managing and living um, that's much more humane. And it turns out it's much more productive and much more fun. Um, so that's what my business novels are about. And, um, you know, I, I have kind of a cult status, I guess, because it's such an unusual <laughs> thing to do. And the other thing um, I, I've done as, as I've traveled around uh, the world, you know, working in, in different countries, uh, I, at the end of the day, I'm always in a bar or in a restaurant with my little notebook, and I'm writing down poems or song ideas or, you know, a scene from a novel or something like that. And that's what turned into a book of poems, which is called Reflections of a Business Nomad, and eventually led to all my songs. So um, it's it's a funny kind of a thing. Um but I, I couldn't stop. You know, at the end of the day, I had to write down what I was feeling. I was just trying to make sense of things, trying to put them in some kind of context and perspective. You know, and I also wanted to to share the poems and songs for my family. You know, I've got three kids. I've, I've got a, a wonderful wife, and you know, who keeps the the home fires burning. So I wanted them to know, you know, what it was like being in all these places and doing this work. And it's just a way of keeping the spirit and the heart alive. You know. Absolutely. Well, tell us about some of your biggest musical influences and since you're an author, some of your biggest writing influences. Um, I guess, I guess um, musically, I love the, the classic genres. So I, I mentioned R&B. Uh, when I was a very young, young kid, I, I heard um, the great Chicago blues players I mentioned uh, Jimmy Reed, Little Walter, Muddy Waters, um, and they they absolutely devastated me. I couldn't believe uh, how good they were. Um, you know, uh, Louisiana musicians like Louis Armstrong has been my hero uh, forever. Um, Wynton Marsalis, um, just the style and the grace and the elegance of the man, the the and the big spirit, the big heart, you know, the in inclusiveness, um, in terms of jazz musicians, um, I write a lot of, um, I guess you could call them, um, golden age of America, uh, or the gold, the great American songbook type songs. So the kind that say Frank Sinatra, um, Billy holiday, uh, would sing on. And also the great saxophone players of the day, like, um, you know, Lester Young and um, uh, Ben Webster, um, Coleman Hawkins. I mean, they 
Uh, they they just are, are so powerful for me in terms of country singers. Um, I really connected deeply with uh, Hank Williams, um, with George Jones, um, because uh, people like that. It's like you hear their songs, and it's like they were recorded in somebody's kitchen after somebody stopped crying, you know. <laughs> and for me, it was important because I come from this crazy, impoverished family, and I thought. It's it's just me. You know, I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to talk about it. And then I heard all these incredible artists, and it was okay. It was like, hey, it's not just you that's suffering like this. <laughs> um, so those are some of my some of my main influence. I I could go on and on, but they, they, you get a sense from them. Absolutely, we most definitely do. So tell us about any current or upcoming projects that you're working on, whether it be writing or music. Well, we just released uh, our third record. Um, it's called Shame on the Sun, and it's available on all the uh, on online stores. And we've got um, a fantastic uh, videographer, Levi Miucci, and he's made incredible videos for um, for uh, most of the songs on on the record. Um, Shame on the Sun, l- like all all our records, is uh, a mix of retro styles that we love. So uh, the title track is a, a, a 1950s three o'clock in the morning ballad, you know, the kind that like Sarah Vaughn or, or Billie Holiday might sing, just rip your heart out kind of a song. And then we've got like really funny uh, country political commentary songs like Tricky Dick Forever, which is a plea for um common sense for good spirits for forgiveness for mercy in america because i'm I, I love america um and i travel all over your beautiful country and i see people are just so divided so tricky dick forever is is a plea for humor mercy you know if we disagree that's fine let's just move on let's break bread let's have a have a beer and 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 be kind to one another um, and then we've got R&B songs. Uh, we've got a like a little Walter R&B song called "I Tell You the Truth," but you know I'm a liar. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a I if I if I may, I just love this band and I'm so proud of them. Uh, these young people just keep getting stronger and stronger and better and better. And one of the wonderful things is um, that they translate the songs and make them their own. So our guitar player, Julio, is a young boy from Sardinia, you know, in the Mediterranean Sea. And he just exudes the blues. He just understands it at such a deep level. So, uh, you know, a number of the songs on Shame on the Sun are written for him, just for his style and his feel and his very unique sense of of soul you know so yeah it's it's uh it's it's a fantastic experience for me as a as a writer and as a musician absolutely so tell us about some of the big artists you work with or if you have not worked with who who would you like to work with what what are your dream artists to work with oh uh, gosh um i guess my I mean, off the top of my head, I'd love to um, work with uh, Paul McCartney and and Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Uh, I'll I'll start with Brian Wilson. I I really identify with him because 
not only did he overcome mental illness and really difficult family circumstances, um, but um, there's a gentleness and a sweetness uh, to the man. And I think he's almost 80 now, but he's still writing. He's still performing. He's still uh, creative. He's still very much alive. So I, I, I'd, I'd be honored to, to, you know, to tune his guitar um, just for his tenacity, his artistry, and his gentleness. Uh, Paul McCartney, um, for similar reasons, I mean, he, I think he came from a much more stable childhood, and he was always really, he's always been really optimistic. And, and growing up, I was always kind of a John Lennon guy, you know, because I like the bleakness and the the acidity of, of of John's lyrics and viewpoint. But as I as I've gotten older, I, I appreciate um, Paul's uh, uh, just his good humor, his optimism, and also his his sense of um, we just keep going. You know, he's had all sorts of tragedies, but he just keeps going, and he's positive, and he's uh, funny. And um, I saw an interview with him, and he said, "Well, you know," and they asked him about some of the difficult things that had happened to him, and he said, "Well, that's true, but." You have to forge ahead, you know, you just have to keep going. And then he told him about some new song that he was that he was uh working on that he was so excited about. And he's you know, he's Paul McCartney, he's eighty-four years old and he's still <laughs> he's still excited about a new tune, you know. So yeah, those two would probably be right up there. Absolutely. Well so, so listeners can keep up with everything that you're up to, music and, and book wise. Throw out your contact information. Uh, our um, handle on all the social media outlets is Pascal Dennis Music. Just all one word, Pascal, P-A-S-C-A-L, Dennis, like Dennis the Menace Music. I'd recommend our our YouTube channel. has got incredible videos on it by Levi Miucci. And our Facebook channel um, uh, it's got a lot of great stuff. And then, you know, Bandcamp and Bandcamp is our chosen um, online platform because it's much more fair to musicians. But we're also on the others, other ones, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon and the rest. Again, Pascal Dennis Music will get you there. All right. We'll close this out with some final thoughts. Maybe if there was something I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about it, just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. Um, gosh, um, I guess, uh, well, since I think you're from Louisiana and I'll just say that Louis Armstrong, uh, is one of my biggest influences. I, I love the man. I love his music. I love his optimism and he's one of the great heroes and great inventors. Him and Duke Ellington, um, are like the greatest American, uh, musicians of the last hundred years. And one of them's from Louisiana, the other's from Washington, DC. And, uh, I, uh, I admire and love them both. And yes, I am from Louisiana. And Mr. Pascal, I'd like to thank you for, you know, joining us and sharing your expertise and tell the listeners, Pascal Dennis Music, check out everything that his band is up to. Check out his books, follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. If you have any guests or suggestion topics, see Jackson102 at Cox.net is the place to send them. As always, thank you for listening. And Pascal, thank you so much for joining us again. My pleasure. Thank you, Curtis. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.